Hello, everyone. You managed to completely off the rails. My name is Jason, and I'm here with my wife, co-host, and settlemate, Candace. Hello. I got to tell you, after 14 years of marriage, I thought I'd be more than your settlemate. You all may be wondering what a settlemate is. Well, not all of us have soulmates, and you know, that's okay. Just because you don't have one doesn't mean you can't have someone in your life, but you may have to look for something a little different. A settlemate is a person you can stand being around and like just enough so you don't end up dying alone. Okay, enough of that. We need to get the bills paid and start this episode. All right, all right. Now, we like to get the ads out of the way, which keeps us from running any in the middle of our show. So I'm going to go get a refill on my Jack and Coke. You go grab that settlement of yours, and we'll be right back in just a minute. Hey, welcome back to Completely Off the Rails. For those of you who have been here before, hey, you guys, you know what's up? Hey, babe, for the new listeners, you want to tell them what we're all about? Sure. We are a weekly podcast where we discuss different topics, focusing mainly on stupid, petty arguments people have, and some of a more serious nature. So he calls them stupid. I like to say, you know, just common arguments people have. <laughs> they are to some people. Uh, sometimes we have submissions from listeners who are dealing with a problem and want our opinion or a solution. We also receive submissions to check out internet sites. And I'm going to tell you, it's Reddit. It's always Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get more Reddit than anything. Um, and people want our opinion on those things going on. Yeah. And Reddit is out of control. And you mm-hmm. never know what's going to come from Reddit. Um, make sure you guys go out to cotrpod.com for everything, social media, merch, submit something to the show, uh, all that stuff. A link to our Patreon is out there as well. Uh, there's a lot of great extras, so make sure you go check that out. We do have a few warnings. We both have severe ADHD, so staying on track is legit impossible. We go in every direction while answering our questions, but we do finally get there. Um, again, that's why we're called completely off the rails. Yeah. And guys, we're in the comedy genre, so we are going to make jokes about a lot of stuff, all the stuff, really. And it's all in good fun. Sometimes people get offended, but we're all adults. Just get unoffended. You'll be all right. Just move on. The next joke will be funny. It'll be a fun. Trust <laughs> me. So basically what he's trying to say is we may not be for you. That's okay. You gave us a shot. We had fun. <laughs> Evidently, you did not. But, you know, that's okay. You just keep moving along and don't, you know, give us... Any bad reviews? Like, you don't have to mess up our podcast because you didn't like us. Find another one. We're giving you something a little bit different this week. So instead of discussing an issue or issues we've been sent, this week we are going to talk about online dating. But um, we are going to talk with somebody who has, I don't know, I, I think has kind of, when I checked, when I was looking at it, kind of revolutionized online dating. It's awesome. Um, I wish I would have had this before I met my wife. I might've been with somebody else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, um, but our guest this week is Zach Schlein. Um, and you are from filter off, correct? That's correct. Awesome. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, just kind of tell our audience a little bit about yourself and, and the business you started. Yeah, sure. So hi everyone. First of all, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, my name is Zach Schlein. I live in New York city and CEO of Filter Off. Filter Off is a video speed dating app. We host virtual speed dating events all around the world, and then also in-person events uh, that are singles-based in New York City, partnering with different communities, creators, um, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I was checking out some of the videos and it it, it looks I mean it it looks great. I mean, I, I really like the concept. Yeah. So, kind of what inspired you to to start something like this to, you know, to create filter off. Yeah, just being an avid online dater, uh, being able to meet outside my friend circle was fascinated with online dating. I started a dating blog back in the day called topromp.com, which reviewed dating apps and hacks for millennials. Uh, I quickly saw that uh, dating apps were fairly flawed in terms of like dating profiles don't always convert to good first dates <laughs> and it wastes a lot of everyone's time. And I started a video uh, or asking my dates beforehand if to be open to video chatting and it made all the difference in the world. And that was what I noticed was missing from online dating. Uh, Launch filter off right before the pandemic. Uh, pandemic hit and video became quite popular um, given we were doing using Zoom and FaceTime and people were very disconnected during the pandemic. And I really saw this as being a really incredible tool to help people connect and really revolutionize the online dating industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I think it really has revolutionized online dating. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges when you're building a startup? Yeah, I think, first of all, video is hard. Um, it's not like a swipe app, right? Like people's internet could be bad. Um, people can have an incoming call. Um, it's, it's video. So it's, it, it just makes everything a little bit more complicated, uh, or much more complicated. So that's hard. Um, so the technology is difficult. Um, second, it's a, a cold start problem for something like a dating app. If you don't have enough daters, it's going to be a bad app. Um, because you want people to actually meet each other. So many challenges of starting a company. I think that's what makes any startup difficult or anything you're doing difficult. Um, but with enough perseverance, um, we were able to uh, make it happen, quit my full-time job and uh, raised a good amount of money and now doing it full-time. Yeah, awesome. and she she asked that kind of selfishly too because she's got all these app ideas, but she has no idea how to get them started. So yeah. she, she's constantly telling me how we're going to start this, we're going to do this app, we're going to do this app, and I'm like, you know how to build an app, babe? She doesn't. She doesn't have any. I clue. do. I do not, but I have it. And one is is kind of like an interactive, you know, would be like an interactive platform. And that was my first thought was how do you get it off the ground because you've got to have people. Like if you have one person log in and there's nobody else there, they're like, well, this isn't for me. So how do you know? I was like, well, I don't even know how you begin to get people. Yeah. I mean, with the pandemic, well, prior to pandemic, it was basically people that knew me and it was a small number of people. And the pandemic came, we got a lot of coverage. We were covered by the New York Times, uh, the BBC. And that really helped um, just get a lot of users onto our app. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, from there, just kept growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I don't know them, so that may not work for me. But, <laughs> but that's good knowledge to have. Yeah. So basically what I'm hearing is I need to make better connections. <laughs> or yeah. learn uh, PR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and I think one of the things is not being in Alabama. Like, I don't know, I don't think there's any publications yeah. here that's really gonna, you know, get your little apps off the ground. But, and she knows, and and I know from what she does how difficult technology is because, you know, she does telehealth. And do you have any horror stories from that, babe? From you know, especially in Alabama, because. Honestly, I, I spent a couple years in Iraq when I was in the military, and the internet was faster there than it is here. And it's 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 kind of insane that that's I'm not, I'm not not I'm not kidding. It was legit faster when I was in Iraq than it is here at home. So I'm honestly surprised we have three people on here at the same time. <laughs> but um, like she does telehealth, so you know the 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 struggles with with video. Right, babe. Yeah. Well, and especially getting started because not everyone prior to the pandemic was so used to being online like that and doing um, teleconference calls and things. So, you know, they're not used to it. They don't understand that some of these drop calls and things are normal. And so the second it happens, they freak out and it's like, okay, well, just lock back in. Like, well, you know, it's okay. We'll just, let's try this again. Or, you know, they, they get on. And um, for us, we had the te technical difficulties of in the beginning, um, if the person got any kind of message while it was on, it would shut down the audio of theirs. So that was a whole thing. So then it's going through and letting people know, okay, you're going to have to contact your messages or turn off your notifications until we get this fixed. So it just... And, you know, you don't know about those fires to put out until they catch fire. So, Yeah, and that's that's what the client base of you, you've already got your clients set up. So, you know, that just talks about how difficult, you know, when you started your when you started filter off. I mean, you don't know how many people are going to be on there. At least she knew she had, you know, she had a certain number of clients that she was going to see online. And then when you start something like this, I mean, I'd imagine it's kind of like just, you know, just taking a leap of faith and knowing that. Hey, I got a great idea and it's going to work. Yeah. I mean, when we quickly after launching, we had an organization reach out to us and they're like, Hey, we like your platform. Could you run private events for our community? They're like, we'll pay you. And we're like, sure. And we adjusted kind of how the app worked to allow private events for communities. And I remember their first event, they had like 350 people on. And it literally crashed our app. And <laughs> yeah, we just continue to stress test it with them. And by the third time, it was fine. And I mean, now we run events with a thousand people at a time. But it was wow. funny, like in the early on days, they were kind of like really just helping us stress test the tech. And it, it's hard to kind of build something like not knowing in the very beginning because we built it for what we had. And then this community just like, Hey, we would like to run events and totally crashed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess in a way that is good. Like you were saying, you know, they helped you kind of stress test and, and, and get it off the ground. But also, I mean, pretty, pretty nice to have somebody come in and immediately say, Hey, we like your stuff. I can imagine that that's probably a, a pretty good confidence booster as well. Oh, it was great. I mean, having someone be like, Hey, we're going to pay you money. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> and then also get so many new users. I mean, we got thousands of users. And from that community alone, it was actually a, a Jewish Syrian community. I mean, from that community alone, we created close to 10 marriages in that community. Wow. wow. That's amazing. That was good. Yeah. 
So awesome. I worked for a bank for a little while and then they decided one bank bought another one and they decided that I didn't need my job anymore, which for me worked out because now I just stay home, I day trade and I do all these podcasts because we didn't have any podcasts before and I was, I was really bugging the shit out of my wife and she told me I had to get a hobby. So she had an idea for a podcast and then she made me do everything because I was really getting on her nerves. So, but, um, but from what I did and then just, just knowing what my job is and having a, a relatively, you know, normal schedule. And then also with a bank, obviously every federal holiday off, but for you and, and, you know, building a startup, like how do you balance the work that goes into it? And I'm sure it was a ton of hours, especially at first. How do you balance that with, you know, having a good work-life balance, I guess, is, is kind of what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, when I first started, I was working at Johnson Johnson. And in the evenings, I would work on Filter Off. And the weekends, I mean, I still tried to go out in the evenings. But uh, during the day, I would work for three, four hours on the weekends and just putting in the that time working two to five hours every day on your startup like it adds up obviously i wanted to go full-time that was my goal but i wanted to be financially independent so still doing my day job and then when it got big enough that's when i realized hey i could fundraise which i ended up doing raised close to two and a half million and i ended up leaving and now it's just understanding um, what my priorities are. It's easy to try to do everything. Um, I have a team now, it's five of us. So delegating is important. And sometimes trusting that you have to trust that the people on your team can deliver and put in great results and just work on the most important things. Cause it's easy just to work on a ton of things and it's not the, th the most important thing to be working on. Yeah. Candace has an issue with working too much. And then she also I wants to, you want to have what everything done at the same time. And yeah, she's not very good <laughs> at that. So yeah, I have that ADHD with hyper focus that tends to hyper focus on everything. So I'll have 10 <laughs> screens open and I'm like, I can do notes and run a podcast and read this and research. And yeah, that tends to. Yeah. But for it's, me, it's like, I hate multitasking. I like to just focus on like one thing. Yeah. So I use my calendar. I'm like, right, from nine to 10, I am working on this. And like, it's okay if I don't finish it, but like I'll put in my calendar over the course of the week and I live off my calendar and, but I also still yeah. have fun, but like <laughs> I'll go to a party and I may meet someone who runs lots of events and be like, oh, I could get you a venue for free and a DJ and an alcohol sponsor. And like, okay, we're in. So like my, I let my personal life blend in my work because I love it. I, I, I treat them the same. I don't actually, some people are like work, I leave at home. For me, I don't. And I love that. Uh, but yeah. I want to also detach sometimes and stop working, but like evenings because it, it, it's so there's so much of an intersect between online dating and me just like going out and going to a party it could lead to some cool stuff yeah and and babe did you hear how he talked about having a calendar and you know you yes. do this from this and does that sound familiar i think it's something you, that I, I used to do I, when I, right you've told me this over and over and over and i get it i have my planner <laughs> i have calendars i just you know the way mine works i uh, do things a little differently which you know yeah. whatever 
Stanford, Stanford and Duke did a little study and they said multitasking doesn't work. You're going to work one thing at a time. Yeah. Okay. I understand their studies. Do you have any research studies I read? I mean, I'm in mental health. We constantly are reading studies. Okay. That is one of the multiple tabs I have open, but I don't need your logic. Okay. I get it. <laughs> but just, uh-huh. I don't follow it all the time. I'm just saying there's two successful men on here that are telling you what to do and you should probably do it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that ought to go over well. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. So, I mean, we've touched on this kind of, but how do you think the pandemic impacted online dating? I mean, do you think that that was like the perfect time to come out with this because people were stuck at home? Yeah, I mean, the technology was there, right? Like Zoom was there prior to the pandemic. I mean, Skype was, it's been around for years. Um, The pandemic really just forced people to start incorporating video to connect with like their friends and loved ones, uh, but also just for work day to day. I mean, just moved online. So now talking to a stranger, like from an online dating app really became really no big deal. So the pandemic was a catalyst to the change in online dating and the industry really transformed overnight. Like prior to the pandemic, 10% were open to video dating post pandemic, 70% preferred to video chat prior to meeting up in person. So the industry literally changed. Um, and yeah, it was, it was good timing for us. Uh, we definitely wouldn't be where we're at today if it wasn't for the pandemic. Um, and people now prefer a much more human way of online dating that's not so robotic and swiping and that's why we're video first uh we're very community oriented and it's a much healthier way to online date yeah absolutely yeah because i'm just trying to think of like my time in corporate america and then you know for two years we were at home and we had to do everything and and i mean when you're sitting and you're you're communicating with somebody over email you kind of you really don't have the relationship, but you go to a meeting with somebody that you think is a certain way. And then all of a sudden there's somebody different and and you get a whole lot more done. And then when we had to, you know, work from home, they, you know, I would force my team and then we would have some other people that would force you to get on video because it really does make a difference when you're, when you're looking at somebody, even if you're not in the same room, you're still looking at somebody and there's that connection, whether it be, you know, a business relationship or you're, you're, you're looking to have like a, a, you know, a romantic relationship, whatever it is. I mean, just having that face to face, even if it is over the computer, it's a whole lot better. People think online dating, they're automatically, they're thinking of like eHarmony or Tinder or, or that sort of stuff. So how is like the video dating that you're talking about? How is that different? Yeah. So every day on filter off, first of all, it's a free app on Android or iOS. And when you log in, you create your profile, you put in your interests and Every day you get picks and picks are different people that you could potentially match with. Um, and if you both like one another, you coordinate a time to video chat. So that's really the goal of filter off that you're going on video dates and meeting people face to face through video. And these video dates are short. They're about four minutes in length. There's icebreaker questions. And then when the date concludes, you decide whether you like them or not. And if it's a match, you could then message or video call them. We also have virtual speed dating events, which work similarly. Uh, if you like them, you go on like 10 dates and then you could decide whether you like them or not through video. Uh, and then we also have in-person events. So, uh, if you want to meet some people in real life, 
uh, we have these singles parties that we uh, partner with all sorts of communities, uh, religious, ethnic, but also affinity-based groups in New York City. So the goal, though, like I said, is you go on a face-to-face video and see if you have chemistry, whether you're attracted, and then if you are, you can meet them in person. Yeah, you know, I think that's a huge thing because I I do have a lot of clients that are single. And so a lot of what we talk about is, you know, like single moms, single dads, you know, trying to get back into the dating scene. And they talk about how, you know, it's so hard to get a babysitter and then I get a babysitter for my kid and then I go out and I meet this person and five minutes in, I'm <laughs> like, dud. So this is amazing. Like this allows you the ability to see if that chemistry is there before spending all of this time and effort and gas money. And I mean, I just, I think it's a really good idea. It's a efficient way to date for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. It's a safe way to date. Like you don't know who you're meeting on your first date. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking about too, is, is the safety, especially for, you know, typically it's for females, the, the, the safety aspect of it, of being able to meet somebody and not be in a situation where it could be dangerous. So, I mean, I think that's also something that's, that is a lot better doing it this way than, than other dating apps that are out there. And I mean, this, this is far superior to anything that, that I've ever even heard of for so many reasons. Am I understanding correctly? So I just, um, read through it briefly because we're also covering a, a family related true crime story right now. So I've been kind of all involved in that. So I didn't have a huge amount of time, but am I understanding correctly that there's like a whole like list of questions and stuff that they do fill out about themselves when they join? I mean, there is a questionnaire of like, so that's good. Uh, ethnicity, religion, uh, yeah. other preferences as well. Uh, okay. But yeah, the goal for uh, filter off, we want you to go on a, end up going on a video date. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I still think that's really good to kind of filter out, you know, filter <laughs> out things that you know might not, might for not sure. be because I think things like Tinder, you're just swapping based on looks, and that's not that's not very efficient. Yeah. So where you- do you see the the future of video dating? Uh, I, I think it will just continue to rise as more and more people realize it's a no-brainer to video date before meeting up in person. Yeah. Um, I think the online dating industry will also shift more to in-person as well. Um, it'll still be virtual for the most part, um, but I think a lot of singles want to meet up in real life. That's why we have this blend of virtual and in real life events. Um, so yeah, I think just taking a more human approach, people are sick of swiping, people are busy, they're sick of dating apps and they want to see a new dating app that makes them feel more like what dating was in the past and more human and less robotic and more, less addicting. Swiping is literally a very addictive uh, experience and you feel really crummy. There's been a lot of actually mental health studies, how like Mm -hmm. swiping increases like anxiety and depression. People just feel crummy about themselves. Just literally swiping based off of what people look like and hoping they get a match. And if they don't, and it's just a really broken, um, experience. 
Yeah, and I read one study recently that, oddly enough, um, I didn't realize this, it was saying that men are affected even worse than women, that men seem to have their self-esteem go down a lot more with the swapping kind of, of apps than women do even. so, Which is odd, because, you know, you would think that women are, are usually more you know, physical, physical aspects, you know, like they feel like they have to be gorgeous and perfect. And, and so they would get really upset that someone didn't swap on them, but apparently it affects men even more. Yeah. And, and I can kind of see why, because like men aren't as, I don't want to say men aren't as picky when it comes to looks, you know, but I mean, when you do think of if you're dating just based on looks, guys are the shallow ones and, and that sort of thing. But you know, you hear a lot of, he has to be six one, he has to be this, he has to be that. So if, if you are just a picture on a dating app, uh, like on Tinder or whatever, and you're not getting any matches, I mean, I know how that could affect my self-esteem. I mean, I'm not tall enough. I can't make myself taller or I'm not this, or I'm not that, or, you know, why am I not matching with anyone or what, you know, all that stuff where I'm sure women get way too many <laughs> dudes that are hitting on them. Um, or, you know, they're just not a good match for them. And I could see how guys, I mean, you know, that's going to, that's going to take a toll on our ego, which is going to lead to other things like, like, like you're saying, I mean, there's depression and that sort of thing. So I could see why guys would be kind of affected by this, um, more than women, because I mean, we're not real good at not being popular or, <laughs> or not, you know, it's like we should, you know, when we're on there, we're like, I mean, every girl should obviously swipe whichever direction. I don't use it, obviously, because, you know, I'm married. Mm. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> that would be an hope. issue if I was on there, you know, like swiping or whatever. But, um, but I mean, I, you know, guys, we think like every woman should be like, yeah, yeah, that guy. Great. And then it doesn't happen. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> and so I could see why it would impact dudes. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Match rates are much lower for men than uh, they are for women. Yeah. I think it's partly too, because we don't know how to angle the picture the right way. You know, we have not mastered the <laughs> selfie like women have, you know, they, they know the perfect angle to hold it, you know, <laughs> and then, oh you know, goodness. and we're also, I think we're also too lazy to take a hundred before we actually put them up. We're like, scan, that's good enough. Throw it up there, you know. <laughs> but think about it, like how many times, because, you know, again, doing telehealth, when the person pops up that they're in my waiting room and it's the first session, it pops up their picture. Very, very, very seldom does the person that actually comes up on the screen look anything like the picture that was in the box. So, you know, I think that we see a picture and we have all these preconceived notions and we don't realize that that's not like what you're imagining in your head from that picture is not who that person is. Yeah, that's uh, catfishing is a, a real thing for both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I just mean even like, you know, not even just catfishing, but like seeing someone and say maybe they have a very severe hairstyle and, you know, they got a suit on and you're thinking this woman's probably uptight and all. And then she jumps on the call and is like, hey, how are you doing? Da, da, da. So, you know, it's just like you're, that picture does not convey that entire personality of that person. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, and that's, that's, that's where this is so great. Cause I mean, yeah. Okay. You may see the picture, but I mean, you're going to get the person immediately, which, which is awesome. And I mean, and like 
other other places like you know you take a survey and they kind of tell you who you'd be best matched with and come on you can't do a scantron to figure out who you're going to be you know who you who you're going to get along with because i don't know if candace and i would would match to be honest i mean we're we are so incredibly different but in a great way like we would have if it would have been any other way than how we met i mean she knew my parents and my sister years before we met and she didn't want to meet me at all. My, my sister had to talk her into it. She's like, I don't want to meet this guy, whatever. And we were so different, but it works for us. And, yeah. and we would have never had that if we would have taken a survey and just got matched yeah. by somebody else. No, but I will say that when we met, we clicked. So, I mean, yeah. you know, this, this, you know, four yeah. minutes on filter off, it would have worked for us. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's really what it's about. Just go on a number of dates on video, they're quick so they don't waste your time and see if you have any, you vibe with anyone. That's really what it's about. Well, and I will say another thing. I'm not big on pushing or, or you know, giving reviews on anything that I don't believe in myself that I don't like. So when he mentioned this, I was like, yeah, let me go check this filter off and see some reviews because I don't, you know, like I don't want to be on here hopping up somebody that's got some that's not great. But... <laughs> I loved it, and I also loved that, I mean, mostly amazing reviews, but even any reviews that people had, like, I mean, really, any negative reviews, it seemed like people having technical difficulties, that they couldn't figure out how to work it, but even as I'm reading it, thinking, oh my God, how could you not understand this process? <laughs> the person that answered them was still so nice, so cooperative and was like, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to help you out. We've changed this. So I mean, even the, you know, if, if you do have something go wrong, people are so helpful and nice. And so I was very impressed. Yeah. I mean, we're pushing out updates like every week. Yeah. Um, we're a five-person team, two software engineers, and uh, our app has definitely come a long way since the pandemic. It's like night and day different. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I guess you can't really be, you know, jerks to people. If one, obviously, you're trying to, you know, build your business, but also you can't really say, "Hey, we're we're going to make you, we're going to we're going to set you up with somebody, and you're going to fall in love with somebody." But we're going to be dicks to you the entire time. <laughs> you know, you can't really have that. So, I mean, it, it it says a lot, and and five people working on this, and you know, you're you're having events where there's a thousand people plus, and that's 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 pretty amazing. I mean, only five people and still being able to do that. I mean. There's, there's so many places that have way too many people and still can't do it right. So, I mean, I think it says a lot for you and your team that, that you guys can pull this off with five people. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So awesome. when you and I were talking, you, you know, and, and I saw it on your video about how you were talking about you are not good at texting and having that text conversation with people like, <laughs> like, what exactly are you not good at? Like just the, the interaction or, or, or what you said, your text game needs to improve. And I thought that was funny because, you know, I think we could all stand to improve our text game a little bit, but you kind yeah, of brought I mean, that I'm not the sort of person that's like really hardcore thinking about the text and like spinning game on text. I'd rather just like <laughs> skip the text. I just want to chat with you, whether it's FaceTime or eventually meet in person. It's just like, I think texting is so 
um, it's so like one dimensional mm. and it could get just so easy to miscommunicate things or translate things incorrectly. It's just like, I, I think texting is great for like, Hey, are you free later? Blah, blah. But mm. like to have a full on conversation, I don't want to text. Yeah. Well, that's not communication. <laughs> yeah. Candace is different. She doesn't pick up the phone for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's total te- text all the time, but yeah, I mean, there's so much that gets lost, you know, yeah. obviously the, your personality and everything else, it, it doesn't come across no matter how many, uh, emojis you use or are they called gifs or gifs, babe? Which one did you go with? GIFs. Yeah. This is one of the things that somebody asked us to, to, to weigh in on, on one of our episodes was, is it gifs or gifs? And, and, uh, so, but you know, that stuff doesn't really come through like this does. Um, yeah. I think this is great. So, um, like dating in New York, um, you would think that there's plenty of people to, to find, but I, I could imagine also at the same time, it, it could be a pretty lonely city. I mean, you don't just walk into a bar because there's a bunch of people there. Hey, you, you know, you, you, you meet somebody and you, you match with them. So, and also just the money that you would spend because it's not exactly cheap to live there <laughs> and, and do things. So this, this is, this is really good. I, I mean, the thing is, I think it's amazing. And it's one of those things where it's like, damn, why didn't I think about it? And then it's like, well, I'm not smart enough. That's why. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, this is a really awesome, you know, way to, to use the technology that, that we have and, and to bring it to everyday life for people. This is, I mean, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. So where can people find this? Is it just on the app store or? Yep. Uh, if you just search filter off in your respective app store, uh, you'll see it. Awesome. Well, we will definitely be pushing that out. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any uh, dating horror stories that you'd like to tell us about? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've gone on first dates and they don't look like their photos or we just... It's just not a good fit at all. And I know in like 40 seconds. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's why Bell filter off so I could avoid, <laughs> or one of the reasons why Bell filter off is so I could avoid all these horrible dates um, and help others avoid all these horrible dates. And a lot of people don't even know they want to avoid all these horrible dates until they start uh, using filter off. And then when they don't video chat, they're like, oh, I should have video chatted. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. So are you in a relationship? I'm recently single. Gotcha. So are you going to be using filter off for your next love quest? <laughs> yeah, of course. Gotta eat so. your own dog food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I agree. I agree. Good. Yeah. Well, like I said, this is awesome. I think this is going to, I mean, we've got plenty of, of people that listen to us that are single. And I think this is this is something that they don't know about. And this is definitely something that, you know, if I was saying I would use as, I mean, pandemic or no pandemic. I mean, this is, this is, this is a great way. But like you said, I mean, you don't waste your time. You don't waste their time. You just, you go out on some dates, it's safe and you can really get to know the person before, you know, like you say, you, you go out and actually spend a lot of time with them. So this is awesome. Is there anything that uh, we missed or anything you want to add before we, before we wrap this up? Yeah, just to add, uh, if you're a community or a creator, you can create your own virtual speeding event for your community. Um, 
could optionally sell tickets directly on the platform. So you can make it private and uh, help or give your singles a way to meet each other. Uh, if you're New York based, uh, we partner with lots of different communities and uh, TikTok or Instagram creators to partner on events. Uh, we find them uh, venues. A venue could be a yacht, a lounge, a club. We get DJs, alcohol sponsors, uh, security. So we kind of do everything and you kind of come and bring your crowd and uh, we throw a great singles party for you. And it's wow. all for free. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'll need- definitely be passing that around too because I'm licensed in um, Connecticut and New Jersey. So, I mean, there's people, you know, even closer that that might be interested that could potentially come to live events. For sure. Yeah. And I, and I like the fact that it's not just, you know, obviously when you're building a business, you want to make sure that you've got other, you know, it's not just one dimensional what you're doing, but it, there's so many things that this does. It's not just, Hey, it's a, it's a dating, it's a speed dating app and that's it. There's so many things that branches out from this. It's, it, I mean, the concept is amazing and I really like it. So, thank you. and, uh, thank you for, for spending some time with us and telling us about this. Uh, I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, you have any other questions, babe? No, no. Only good things to say, though. So I will be touting this all over the place. Yeah, and, it, and if she didn't like it, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> she, she should have been like, no, we're not doing that. And then no, I'm, I'm big on pushing things that are are good and and shutting down other. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. So. Yeah. And then I do what I'm told because that's how I stay married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that is it for this episode. Hey guys, make sure you go out to our website, cotrpod.com. Um, you'll find all the stuff out there about this podcast, um, Patreon, social media, all that stuff. Um, the, there's also a page for our true crime podcast, which is uh, crime on the record. We just recently changed the name. We are currently working on the Debbie Collier case, which Candace has some family ties to that one. Um, so it's a current ongoing investigation that we're doing. Um, but we'll also make sure that when you go out there, we'll have, uh, a spot for filter off as well. Um, a way to get there and contact information and, and all of that. So make sure you guys go and check that out as well. Yeah, definitely. And be sure to subscribe, not just us asking for subscriptions, but because people constantly, uh, miss things because, you know, sometimes we pop up with information and throw it on there. And if you're not subscribed, you're not going to know that there is a new episode out until you go to look for it again. But if you're, um, subscribe to it. It will automatically download. So uh, again, hit the little check mark to subscribe and leave a review. Uh, if you want, leave comments. That greatly helps with the algorithm, which, you know, Apple loves their <laughs> algorithms. So, um, but, you know, bad feedback, constructive criticism, we're good with. Uh, I'd rather you didn't leave it in the comments or on five-star review and you email us because then we can do something about it. But yeah. If we're not your cup of tea, that's fine. You leave us a bad review, we're just going to make fun of you. So don't do it. It's just yeah, that we might do. do yeah. yeah, yeah, we probably will. <laughs> but that is it for today. Uh, appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.